Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM, Progress After Dark. I'm John Fuglesang. Welcome to the love fest that is Tell Me Everything. Coming at you for the next three hours with music and history and facts and logic and reason. And something approaching humor, bringing you to the verge of entertainment. 866-997-4748 is our number. We are here to bring good trouble to the right-wing bubble. 866-997-GRIT for the next three hours. And what a show we have planned for you. Our executive producer, Chris Hauselt, is back. We have missed him very much. He is finally back with us. We are hoping he is on the mend. Uh, Our amazing producer, Thea Harper, is back. Also tonight, we got a we got a good. Sh- How did this happen? This is such a good show. The gods must know we're we're cooking up new opening music. Ari Drennan of Media Matters will be here to talk about right wing anti corporate homophobia. And in hour number three, comedy daddy Keith Price is here to slay fools and be brilliant. Uh, let's do a show. <laughs> happy Pride Month to everybody, and uh, happy Heterosexual Fragility Month to all who celebrate. Yes. Pride Month used to mean this is a time to counteract decades and centuries of LGBT shame embedded into generation after generation. Pride instead of shame. But now, now it also means something different. All of a sudden, it has become Heterosexual Fragility Month and Homophobe Awareness Month. Over 1,500 species of creatures on this planet, brothers and sisters, have been documented engaging in same-sex carnality. Only one has hang-ups about this. Now, why? Why is there suddenly a new resurgence in homophobia? Because pride parades have been around for years now. Festivals, they proliferated the country. Drag has really found a place in mainstream media I never thought possible, thanks to our friend RuPaul. And so many of the people that are on RuPaul's Drag Race have gotten roles in movies and TV shows. And, of course, for a couple of decades now, giant retailers have... uh, 
pushed LGBTQ merchandise. It's Pride Month. You want to show that you care about all Americans. You want to reach out and show your business is friendly to all Americans. You want to draw in as many shoppers as you can. It's good business. We've talked about it. DEI is good business. It's how capitalism helps bring about a more decent society. But despite the growing visibility in mainstream culture, Tom Hanks won his damn Oscar for Philadelphia 30 years ago. Marriage equality has been the law of the land for almost eight years. But this year, our conservative brothers and sisters are waging a nasty war on corporations and organizations and any individual who expresses support for the LGBTQ community. You know, it's sort of the golden age of indirect douchebaggery. You know, when they can't go after you for having an abortion, they'll go after anyone who drives you across state lines for having an abortion. They'll have bounties on anyone who helps a woman get an abortion. Ron DeSantis won't censor any words or expressions in Florida schools, but he'll allow anyone to sue those schools. And they don't like the words said. And of course, they're doing it now. They're not going to attack gay people. They'll attack corporations for not hating gay people. It's bizarre. This is the anti-culture crowd of the right wing, and they are full-time on the cancel culture tour. Human Rights Campaign put out a statement yesterday, signed by over 100 different organizations condemning the American right wing's extremist playbook of attacks. The statement said their goal is clear, to prevent LGBTQ plus inclusion and representation, silence our allies, and make our community invisible. These attacks fuel hate against LGBTQ plus people, just as we've seen this year with more than 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills that restrict basic freedoms and aim to erase LGBTQ plus people. And groups that are trying to end pride parades uh, are scaring a lot of people and it's working. Many communities that traditionally have some kind of pride parade are either restricting the attendance to adults only or they're, they're, they're canceling a lot of drag shows all over the place. I mean, Texas, Montana, Florida, Arkansas have all passed laws this year banning anybody from under age 18 from live performances that meet the conservative white male lawmakers definition of inappropriate. It's so pathetic, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 begging young people to vote for Democrats. It's begging educated people to vote for Democrats. It's begging anyone who doesn't hate their LGBTQ cousin to vote for Democrats. All these states are trying to restrict drag shows. <laughs> uh, they're calling drag people groomers. You and you know the whole thing. I mean, they groom children to be bigots. And if you try to push back on the bigotry, they'll call you 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 know what in tennessee a judge is going to rule on whether this new law aimed at restricting public drag shows is constitutional they're literally it's 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 the war on drags matt gates today was delighted because they canceled a drag show in an air force base now i don't know if you know this um recruitment is down you know the republican party got in power in the year 2000, even though the Americans chose the Democratic Party and that Republican Party declared a couple of illegal, stupid, violent wars that went on for a long time and bankrupted our Treasury. And now people aren't enlisting so much. They've grown up seeing the body bags come back from Baghdad. So the Air Force is going to reach out any way they can. And the military has traditionally been one of the greatest guardians and supporters of affirmative action. So they had a drag show on a base. 
I mean, <laughs> I could see a lot of straight guys laughing at that and having having a good time. But they said, finally, it's not Pentagon policy to fund drag shows. This should not take place on an actual base. The military officials didn't know about this. So Matt Gates just tweeted in all caps, huge victory. The Department of Defense has canceled the scheduled child-friendly drag show after I demanded answers from Austin and Millie. Drag show should not be taking place on military installations with taxpayer dollars, period. Well, get her. <laughs> right. We shouldn't have any drag shows on military bases. That might compromise our soldiers. We pay to kill people. But corporate America is really catching it this year. Corporate America knows that anti-hate is good business. Anheuser-Busch just gave a free can to transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. And this backlash has affected their stock price. I mean, literally, the party of capitalism, the party of freedom, is going after capitalism for expressing free speech. Target pissed them off for having a Pride Month collection. And then the Target had a backlash from the LGBTQ community because they were pulling some of the stuff off the shelves. This is happening. We talked about it last night. The North Face is going through this. Coles, Chick-fil-A. What? Fox News has a DEI policy? <laughs> Again, these bigots, what do they hate the most? The diversity, the equity, or the inclusion? These brands are caving. They are caving so hard there are miners trapped inside of them. And they're suddenly facing all this pressure after years of supporting Pride events without any issue. They're trying to walk through this delicately, but why now? I mean, why is this happening? These people voted for Donald Trump in 2016 in his convention speech accepting the nomination of the former party of Lincoln. Donald Trump endorsed marriage equality. He said LGBTQ in his speech. But then he went and enabled every kind of bigotry and his transphobia erased any claims he has of being an ally. So in the right wing media universe, where millions of our cousins and loved ones reside, these companies are woke and they're satanic. And it's evil gender ideology that's grooming our children and the destruction of society and its regressive 1950s bullshit. And these attacks are now putting these companies in a really uncomfortable position of saying, are you really an ally? Or are you just making a poster saying you're an ally to help increase your sales in Pride Month? And it's actually interesting to watch how it plays out. I mean, these companies have to do more than show that they're allies. They have to stand up for the values of their own employees, the values of a public that shops there. And again, the homophobes are the minority, but they're a loud one. And these boycotts cost companies revenue. We've seen it with Budweiser this year, and it hurts the brand. So what does a corporation do? You got Matt Walsh, <laughs> who's explicitly said the aim is to make the open embrace of the LGBTQ community bad for brands. He said, the goal is to make pride toxic for brands. If they decide to shove this garbage in our face, they should know that they'll pay a price. Oh, my God. These fake Christians. Now, look, in, in the past, we've talked about this. Companies have been accused of, of rainbow washing. Oh, you hang up a rainbow and pride imagery to just signal, a, you know, hey, I'm with you. I'm an ally. But it didn't mean anything, right? It never cost a corporation anything to do that. They don't spend any money to put up LGBTQ ally banner once a year. Now, now it's costing business. Kohl's, the North Face, Disney, not being anti-gay is beginning to actually hurt business. And the question is, will business prove to be a real ally? Or will the gays get thrown under the parade float? You can't just wave a pride flag anymore. Now you got to walk the walk and talk the talk. <laughs> I mean, you know, Disney is in this fight with DeSantis because uh, they didn't like the don't say gay bill. 
Their employees didn't like the Don't Say Gay bill. And Disney was right. At first, that law was banning classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity up to third grade. But we said last year they were going to make it for all grades. This year, they did it. Florida just passed a bill making it a felony to give gender-affirming care to transgender minors. They're banning people from using restrooms other than their sex assigned at birth. They're, they're harassing drag shows. I mean, they're just punching down, punching down as much as they can. This is how right-wing politicians think you win right-wing Christians. By doing the most unholy, unchristian, cruel acts just for the cameras. And again, we're seeing this happen all over Florida. St. Cloud, New Orlando, they're, they're canceling pride events. They're terrified. The Human Rights Campaign put this travel and relocation warning for the state of Florida. Along with the NAACP, the League of United Latin American Citizens, the Florida Immigrant Coalition, Equality Florida, they're calling out the meanness. It's an important culture war battle. And you're part of it, whether you know it or not. Whether you think you're part of it or not, you are. And we have to remember that when you watch these shows, when you watch the Hannity's and the Tucker's and, well, not Tucker anymore, but... Americans watch this anti-gay stuff. Americans hear the word groomer a hundred times. They believe this stuff. The conservative news media wind tunnel promotes this stuff and makes money off of it. Rupert Murdoch doesn't believe any of the shit on his show. Rupert Murdoch got his shot for COVID before the Queen of England got her shot for COVID. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch just cares about making a profit. So he will put this shit on the air because old racist people in this country will eat it up. And it makes our country meaner and it makes it less safe. And when we have the suicide rate we have among transgender people, well, you're either on the side of trying to drive that number down or you don't care if that number gets driven up. See, someone's going to die again. There's going to be another Matthew Shepard. This cruelty that is taking over, this anti-gay sentiment that has suddenly become in vogue after a couple of decades. Someone's going to get killed. Someone's going to be beaten to death. Because these patriots, they want an America like it used to be. Where lesbian and gay and bisexual and transgender people hid who they were. Were denied the liberty to be who they were. These folks on the right wing, you know, they abuse the word freedom. They act like they own the concept of freedom. And since they own it, they have the right to deny it to others. Look, LGBT people always lived among us in secret. They've always been around. Gay people have always been around. Transgender people have always been around. And First Nations cultures had no hangups about them. They were the two spirits. But in white Christian culture, y'all know, they have been an oppressed minority within every minority. And these straight conservative men are furious that heterosexual supremacy is vanishing. They're furious that this oppressed underclass of their youth has somehow, in spite of their effeminate ways, achieved a stunning level of equality and power. They are mad that the macho bullshit their poor grandfathers had beaten into them doesn't fly in this century. They're mad because LGBTQ people don't live in shame. They're mad about pride. You know, there have always been two Americas, right? You know this. There's always been the America that oppresses marginalized people, the America that exploits and puts down and demonizes marginalized people and minorities, be they immigrants, be they Irish, Italian, black, Asian, Latino, trans, gay. And then there's always been the other America that fights for these minorities. Guys. Choose which America you want to live in. It's going to be an interesting couple of years.
We want to know what you guys think. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. We have such a great show tonight. Happy Pride, everybody. Remember, being gay is natural. Hating gay is a lifestyle choice. Let's go to the phones. Dave in Washington. Hello and welcome. Hey, John. Hey, hey I Dave. brought this concept up earlier, and, but it's complicated. But I, I've since made it simple and, you know, digestible okay. thanks, to, thanks to other people's comments. Look. Okay. Terrorism, terrorism is essential to autocracy, ah, to achieve a certain level of autocracy, right? Terrorism is essential. It is like a nuclear bomb, right, for lack of a better Terrorism comparison. to achieve autocracy. Okay, okay. I'll go with you on this right? one, sure. If you want to be an autocrat, you've got to use terrorism. Even if you don't like terrorism, okay, you've got By to By terrorism, use, we're right? agreeing that terrorism means violence or the threat of violence against the civilian population to bring about change? Yes. All right? Okay, and, go and on. Terrorism actually has a structure. So what, they're, what these conservatives are doing, what they have been forced to do, you know, because of their own goals of autocracy, right. they are carving out a, what we call a support zone for terrorist activity. Now, and let me give you an example. Noah Michelson was rec- recalling um, or recounting, he doesn't really talk to conservatives, his conservative friends anymore. He doesn't even go here with them uh, on this topic. Um, you know, the ones that say, look, we support the gay community. You've got it all wrong. We support okay. gay, the gay community, but we don't support grooming. I was like, aha, he doesn't realize it, but this is it. They're making it real. Do you see what I'm saying, John? Yeah. They are making this correlation. Yeah, they're spreading, they're real. making the correlation, and they're, spread, they're spreading the rumor. They're Look, I have nothing against gay people, but leave our kids out of it. That's what they say. I mean, literally. Like, if I came out and said, yeah. stop shoving your heterosexual ways down my kid's throat. Why are you making out with your wife in front of my son? I mean, it's just madness. But, 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 you know, someone might ask, well, why is that a support zone, Dave? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. No, it does. Because what, it, what, you're, what you're doing, right, is, all right, let's say um, you don't have to have affinity for a community, right? Like, all you have to do to support Terry, and this is a bitter pill, all right? Okay. It's a bitter pill as well. I'm listening. All you I'm have ready to for my bitter pill. It, yes. All you have to do to, to be a terrorist supporter mm-hmm. is um, decide it's none of your business. I don't, all right, like this black man over here is getting beaten by the cops. I don't, right. you know, I don't like this. I understand. But, but maybe this black man brought it on himself. It's none of my business. No, no, I only of course. know white people. Now, Neutrality right takes there, the side of the oppressor. Neutrality takes the side of the oppressor. Yes, and, and I also experienced this when I was debating a colonel in the Pentagon about why gay people should be allowed to serve openly, right? He was mm-hmm. creating a support zone against me, right? I, I recognized it from all my what? training, right? So this okay. is what I what? told him. Um, he mm-hmm. was saying that it's, it's a sexual deviance. We do not allow sexual deviance. Uh, this, this Navy captain, she, or wait a minute, she was, was she? I forget her right. Uh, she was I, a commander. I don't, a Navy I can't commander, help you. Well, she was a Navy commander, and she was agreeing with him. Yes, this is deviant, deviant. Mm-hmm. I can mm. see they were, you know, they were gathering their strength against me. And then all of a okay. sudden, I thought about it. I said, "Now wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, deviants? Do we <laughs> kick people out for sexual deviance? Are you sure that's true? Yes, absolutely, we do." I said, right. "What about masturbation? Masturbation is a sexual deviance." I don't can't remember anybody I, ever getting kicked out for masturbation. And yeah. this Marine Corps, Sergeant I don't think it's Major, deviant either. Mm-hmm. This 
well, this Marine Corps Sergeant Major said, oh, thank God. And they were like, what? It's like, oh, yeah. thank God they don't kick people out for masturbation. I yeah, it's a joke. A long time ago. It's a big yeah, joke. Yeah, everybody laughed. But, but see, it broke it up. This is why, okay, so what's my point? My point is this is why even if you have no affinity, you need to get involved. You have to disrupt and shrink the support zone. Or once this terrorism takes hold, right on. The, the fascists will move to a different level. Like, yes. like Adolf Hitler eventually My did. fascists you know keep moving to different levels all the time. I can't keep track of them. Hey, Dave, I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to move on to another call if I can. Joe is calling from Indiana. Joe, welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Hey, what's going on? I appreciate hey. you taking my call. Thank you, so, sir. Hey, I've been golfing, drinking a little beer today, so I got a little buzz. But you know, okay. I'm just driving, uh, listen to you on the way home. And wait a second, you're wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you are you really buzzed and driving and talking on the radio at the same time? Because no, now you put no, me no. in. The, they're going to call me. They're going to no, send me to no, HR no. if that's true. No, 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 sir. I had three beers over eighteen. Okay, so it's not a big deal. three. Okay. So, I, 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 I feel like, you know, I'm a very moderate right guy, okay? okay. I, I really, truly am a moderate. And I feel yes. like a really big thing happened this week. It was a bipartisan what? bill that passed the House. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was the middle right, the middle left that made it happen, right? Yes, And, you yes. know, I, I just want to listen to political talk shows. I hate the far left. I hate the far right, okay? I'm this middle guy sitting here, and I feel like these divisive issues are constantly thrown in my face from both sides, Right. Yeah, but whoa, 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 can I, can I just, I'm sorry, I got, I got, I got, I got it for one second, just to put the caveat, the far left is fighting for everyone in America to have health care and to help the environment, and the far right is uh, racist, so go on, please. Okay, no, no, no. One, one, no, no, I'm sorry, but one, the far left is, the far left is annoying, the far right is fascist, let's just keep that in mind, now go ahead, please. I think the far right's crazy, and I think the far left's crazy. I, I really no, no, no. The, the, far, the far left is fighting for all of us to have the same access to health care. They're fighting for more gun safety. They're fight. The far left is not crazy. They're just strident and annoying okay. sometimes. But no, they are. They are okay. not. They are. They are liberal, and they are not crazy. Go on, please. Okay. So, but what, what I'm calling for is like I was reassured this week, and actually, it made me happy to see the the middle right, the middle left come together. Me too. It's off the far right and the far left other parties. They really, truly did. Like, you know, I mean, uh, Jayapal is mad. Gates is mad. Like, right, but these are different. But there's different things. But I got to say, why is Jayapal mad? Jayapal is mad because promises to reduce the amount of poison in our air and water have been rescinded. Gates is mad because it's not shitty enough to poor people and immigrants. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I, I can't do the both sidesism on this one. They're very different agendas. The left agenda is not trying to make trans people kill themselves. Go ahead. I, no, I, I totally get it. I, I get both sides, but the problem is this country is roughly fifty-fifty. I mean, no, it's not. No, this country right? is is not. This country is one-third conservative, one-third liberal, and one-third apathetic. That's most countries. Okay. And the Republican okay. Party is only twenty-seven percent of the population. It's not fifty-fifty. They just more of them vote than the other two groups. For for voting purposes, we're roughly fifty-fifty. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Sure, I would. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're no, we we really are. I mean. Yeah. And you know, this week I really saw legislative a win for that middle to where I truly feel underrepresented. You know what I mean? And like when I try to listen to talk shows, whether it's right or left. I feel underrepresented because I feel like both sides want to make all these massive, divisive discussions and talking points, and it's so frustrating. But I really just wanted to call to say, you know, it was like I, I felt like I was represented this week as a nice. middle right guy. That you yeah. know, I'm a. I, I mean, I, I don't want to pay taxes, right? I hate them, but I don't care if.
people want to be gay. I don't care if people want to, you know, if two guys want to have a girl or a baby or two girls want to have a baby. I don't care. I'm totally don't with care you. My, but I got to say, but my, my problem with the whole, but my, my, my problem with the whole thing, Joe, is that there never should have been these negotiations. This never should have happened. We never should have been brought to the brink of a global financial meltdown. The Republican Party voted to raise the debt ceiling 18 times for President Reagan. They voted to raise it with no problem uh, seven times for George W. Bush. They raised it three times for Donald Trump. But when it's a Democrat in the White House, they're willing to bring the global economy to a standstill and they make us all look like idiots and schmucks. So again, this never should have had to happen. We should have just had a clean debt ceiling raise and not have all this budget wrangling. I'm with you. I'm glad that it's a victory. I'm glad that the right and the left came together on this, but I can't do the both sides. This crisis existed because Republicans created it. I I do feel like the Democrats should not, they they were in a position not to have to negotiate. I really do feel like they should have bowed. I I do. And I was surprised when they did and gave up as much as they did. And obviously, whenever the Democrats gave up, the Democrats were mad and Republicans, the far right Republicans were pissed off too because they wanted more. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I do, and I do think it was more of a win. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was more of a win for Democrats than Republicans, um, because uh, that's how Biden's playing it very well. Biden's literally saying, don't call this a win until it's passed. And uh, I think when you see how angry the Republicans are, and, if, and again, the fact that Joe Biden, th- they were going to bring this back up again next next March. They were going to have another debt ceiling battle next March, and Biden got it put off for 20 years, he, uh, for, for two years. All of McCarthy's leverage for next year in negotiating the budget has now been taken away. So it's going to be spun as a victory for Biden. But I think it's a victory for everybody because, you know, the economy of the world's not going to go on fire. I agree, man. And just just know that all Republicans out here don't support Trump. I hate Trump. I know. I voted for him in 2016. He was a complete shit show, man. It's actually embarrassing. I, I mean, I, I know. No I know. Whatever. whatever. I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Every Republican I know despises Trump. But but the question is, if, 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 if they're voting for him, they're supporting him. That's the whole thing. That's the problem. And you know what? If he wins the primary, I won't vote for it. I, I truly feel like he is such a shit show that I will not vote yeah, for him. Good for you. I, I don't think it's good for the country. I don't like Biden. I hate Biden. Like, I, I mean, I really no. do. Like, you got to call back another time. We'll talk about why Biden's so hateable because uh, he's he's done an okay <laughs> job. My expectations were very my expectations were very very low, but I've been amazed at how much this old man has fought for the Americans who need help the most. I've just been shocked. I never I didn't I never thought Joe Biden had it in him to fight this hard for non millionaires, and I've been really impressed. But we got to hit a break. Call back more often, Joe. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for calling us. Okay, quick break. When we come back. Let's do a bit deeper dive on Pride Month with Ari Drennan from Media Matters for America. And let's talk a bit more about this bizarre right-wing crusade against corporations that uh, practice free speech and don't hate their gay customers. We'll be right back. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. So we began the show tonight talking about this bizarre new right-wing homophobic war, not just the old war on gay existence, not just the old George W. Bush, Karl Rove era war on marriage equality, not just the recent 10-year war against trans kids who want to play sports, but now going after private corporations that have pro-capitalism policies reaching out and showing support for their LGBTQ customer base. Now, again, maybe there's something good about this. Maybe it's very easy for a corporation to put up a rainbow banner once a year. This is actually forcing them to show if they really are allies or not. But what is the deal? Why is suddenly the right wing going after private businesses, just like Ron DeSantis did against Disney for the crime of improper hatred for trans kids. Well, I am so pleased to welcome our next guest to the show. Ari Drennan is the LGBTQ program director for Media Matters, where she's worked since January of 2022. And she joins us tonight to discuss this bizarre right-wing media, including Fox News' attacks on LGBTQ people. Ari Drennan, welcome to the show and happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to have you with us. I, I have to say, I, I, I understand how the, the war on DEI and how these corporations are suddenly, uh, you know, th- these people are realizing, oh, corporations have inner workings to not be cruel to their own staff. But it seems like it's all coming together in such a dramatic way. Donald Trump accepted the Republican nomination in 2016 and said that he embraced LGBTQ equality. And I thought, wow, this this debate is over. Why do you think this is suddenly coming back? Is it just because they don't have a lot of ideas? Yeah, um, you know, going back to long before the the George W. Bush years, uh, attacking gay people was a way that Republicans won political power. And, you know, I think the Trump years represented an attempt to win without that issue on the table. And it didn't really work, which is why I think we started to hear about trans kids constantly, starting uh, with the start of the Biden administration. You know, trans kids have been around, trans people have been around, trans people remain a very small uh, minority of the population. And so this is just a, it seems like a really cynical political ploy to get more power. But what's especially baffling about it is that we saw in the 2022 midterms this didn't work. Uh, voters don't, you know, voters have real problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fascism 101. Find a, a powerless, marginalized group, convince yeah. the majority that somehow you're under some existential threat from this tiny marginalized group, punch down and then say, I'm the only one who can keep you safe. 
and fill it in with whatever you want. Jews, undocumented immigrants, trans children. But now uh, it's so strange, um, Ari, because we're witnessing this new phenomena that I guess we can credit Ron DeSantis with creating, where these right wing (laughs) media people and outlets are waging war against corporations that support LGBTQ causes just because that's basic good business. I mean, Bud Light, Target, the North Face. Why do you think this is all suddenly happening all at once? Yeah, and they seem to be adding Chick-fil-A to the list, which is, I think, especially ironic. Fox Um, News as well, because Fox News has a DEI department, so they're flipping out about their own source. Yeah, so I think for a lot of these guys, especially the ones attacking Fox News, it has a very self-interested kind of flavor to it you know the the folks of the daily wire who have launched a lot of this want subscribers and so they have a really strong incentive to get their viewers to not want to watch fox news anymore um yeah but you know the the stuff with target is especially silly because they've had pride uh they've had pride displays for well over a decade now and you know as as somebody who walks in there, I see those displays. And honestly, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of tacky. I don't, I don't wear a lot of rainbows. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the idea that, that you would go in there and just like throw it all on the ground is very silly. And, you know, I think kind of childish, honestly. Well, yeah, we got to go in and vandalize the private merchandise to show what good Christians we are. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, t- t- tell me, I, I've been I know that Fox News has been really going in heavy on Target, but um, they're now zeroing in on Target's partnership with GL. Is it Gelson? How is this organization? It's a nonprofit group, right? In my head, it's Glisten, but I'm Glisten. not quite sure. G-L-S-E-N. Yeah. Um, so they're a, a suicide prevention group. They uh, work to reduce death by suicide in the LGBTQ community, which, you know, I, I think is an important cause. And it's especially ridiculous to see Fox News attacking them because the Fox Corporation is one of Glisten's donors. So, um, you know, <laughs> I think they probably should have checked their own corporate website before they started attacking Target for this. But it's, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Like I, I began the show by saying Rupert Murdoch, he, he got his vaccine for COVID before the Queen of England could get her vaccine for COVID. And yet he pays his minions to go out there and demonize it. He was literally donating a million or running, running, organizing fundraisers for Hillary Clinton while his airwaves were demonizing Hillary Clinton. In many ways, Ari, it seems that even worse than the bigotry is these calculating non-bigots who just use the bigotry and exploit the bigotry and their low wattage viewers to increase their own profits. Yeah, uh, there were some leaked emails a little while back that showed Matt Walsh and Steven Crowder talking about how this was a money-making proposition for them. And, you know, it's been quite lucrative, I think, from that respect. But you know, these guys just show over and over again that they have nothing but contempt for their audience. I mean, it seems that Matt Walsh, who is a, a particularly ridiculous figure who will go down in history <laughs> as a, a rather unattractive ghoul, um, his whole thing of uh, attacking trans women, ironically enough, has been all about his own identity politics and him establishing himself in the conservative media anger sphere. Um, does it feel like some of these bigoted clowns are just trying to build careers? off of abusing trans people? It's all been very strange. It, you know, it feels like uh, trans people are what gets clicks. And so these people are talking about trans people all the time. But, you know, it's important to remember that like 1% of people in the country are trans. Like this is just not 
a real problem that that they're in the way that they're presenting it and so you know it's been i I just hope that they find a new thing to talk about at some point (laughs) (laughs) well let me ask you about media matters most recent study i just heard that showed that uh, fox was um spending a whole lot of time talking about these target controversy and trying to make people think that target is grooming your kids to somehow be gay uh i understand they devoted considerably less time to the recent illinois report that catholic clergy members had abused nearly two thousand children since 1950 what did the survey find yeah so fox news is very invested in presenting this narrative of protecting your children and you know, I think the the desire to protect your children is a noble one that nobody would fault parents for. But Fox News has now aired well over two hours of coverage uh, of the backlash to Target's Pride Month displays. And comparably, they've aired less than one minute of coverage on this recent report of sex abuse in the Catholic Church in Illinois, which, as you mentioned, has affected over 2000 people. Um, it just seems to me like a kind of misplaced priority. Or or just deliberate hypocrisy. I mean, their job is not to inform their audience. Their job yeah. is to keep their audience watching. So yeah. telling your, your audience inconvenient truths about the religious institutions they might support uh, won't go over that well. But giving them boogeymen to fear, I mean, it just it, it's not even journalism. It's definitely not journalism. <laughs> Um, Let me ask you also about what you make of this whole new movement to just ban drag performances. Drag has always been in our culture. There's a rich history of it. And it was never a problem for decades. We all grew up watching Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Suddenly, as RuPaul and a VH1 series has brought drag more mainstream than I ever thought could be possible when I was a kid, we're now seeing all of these different drag shows banned and community ordinances and, and in many cases trans speakers being banned um, under the auspices of a, a drag band. Do you have any idea why this is all happening all of a sudden all across certain parts of this country? I think it goes hand to, hand in hand with the movement to restrict abortion rights. All of it is a linked effort to say that you do not have control over your own body. You do not have control over the way that you present yourself in the world. And also to say that gender is a very serious thing, which is is what drag challenges, right? Like drag, the entire idea behind drag, whether you like it or not, I've never been a huge fan of drag, but the whole point of drag is just that all this stuff that we do that we take so seriously, like putting on suits and running around, like it's all it's all silly, right? Like it's all just, I mean, RuPaul likes to say you're born naked and the rest is drag. And I think there's something actually quite profound in that. I completely agree. And it seems like it's the very liberation, the very joy, the very exercise of freedom that threatens people who have American flag fetishes so much. <laughs> I mean, I think it especially comes out in their targeting of Dylan Mulvaney, who, you know, Dylan Mulvaney is a former theater kid, former Broadway actor who has done this whole comedic bit about just, you know, kind of some of the inherent ridiculousness of uh, transitioning as an adult, which is a, a hard thing to do if you take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she has won millions of adoring fans most of whom are actually straight women, um, for her kind of lampooning of this surreal experience. And, 
you know, for not taking herself too seriously, for not being afraid to laugh at the ways in which she's flailing, you know? And I think that's actually a really important message for people not to take themselves too seriously. And I think if you look at these influencers on the right, they take themselves very, very seriously. Like there is nothing funny for them. There's, you know, there's nothing that's worth laughing off. It's all life or death struggle, basically for the sole purpose of reproduction. Yeah. And again, the most disgusting thing is I don't even know if these bigots really mean it. You know, we know that George W. Bush wasn't a homophobe in 2004 when they ran an entire reelection campaign around demonizing marriage equality, saying traditional family would be jeopardized. And it's the same thing to this day. You retweeted Charlie Kirk, that avatar of Christian virtue, telling his (laughs) audience to go after Target in a very serious way for the crime of having a pride display. The only thing they understand is force. Pain is a teacher. I'm like, get her. But here's my question. I mean, you've done such a great job of unpacking the right wing media waging war against any kind of corporate support for LGBTQ people. How do we push back? I mean, do we do we make it a point to shop at stores that that do support? Do we should we all go out and buy Bud Light, whether we like it or not? I mean, are there ways to push back beyond our, our capitalist uh, dollars? You know, I did buy some Bud Light recently, and it was just as bad as I remembered um, <laughs> from from my college days. I, you know, I don't want to sound like uh, President Bush in the wake of 9-11 telling people to go to the mall. Um, I think it's important to remember that all of these corporations are just trying to make money. Um, you know, their pride display doesn't mean anything more to them than that's it. their Christmas display. And maybe that's what's threatening about all of this uh, to people. But, you know, I think if you're a a corporation who's thinking about how to handle this, it's important to understand that none of the people who called for a a boycott of Bud Light have told their listeners to go back to buying it after they kind of walked away from Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, of course. None of the people, yeah, none of the people who called for a boycott of Target have told their listeners to go back to Target after they remove some items from their pride displays. This is just about force and dominance. And all that companies can say is, no, we're not going to cater to this. But you know what? That makes me crazy, Ari, because then where where are the Democratic (laughs) leaders calling out this anti-freedom, anti-liberty, anti-free market, anti-corporate Republican behavior? I mean, this is everything yeah. these guys claim to care about, big business and liberty. And here they are showing how little they value those things. I mean, I've spent years listening to them talk about, you know, how horrible cancel culture is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hadn't really seen examples of it, but now they're giving us lots. And, you know, if you say this is cancel culture, they get really, really upset and, and try to tell you that it's different. But, you know, I don't really parse the difference there. <laughs> Let me ask you one more question, and I'm so grateful yeah. for staying with us tonight up so late. Um, Texas is now trying to take a page out of the DeSantis playbook, and they're forcing doctors to wean trans youth off of their health care in what they call a safe and medically appropriate way, which doctors point out is not possible. You quoted them mm-hmm. saying you can harm someone at whatever pace you want, but you're still harming them. How do you see this particularly ugly battlefield playing out over the next year or two? Because I agree with you. This stuff didn't sell in the midterms of 2024. And forcing doctors to stop providing care 
they have agreed upon with these families is against everything the Republicans claim to believe in. Do you think this is going to blow up in their face or are we going to be witnessing more laws like this designed only to torment the most vulnerable children of one of our most vulnerable minorities? I have watched the anti-trans movement time and time again lift up the stories of people who have detransitioned and basically say, like, look how messed up this person was by this experience. Isn't this horrible? And this is what they're doing to thousands of people in Florida, in other states, in Texas, um, people who depend on these medications. You know, I it's hard to relate to the experience of what it's like if the hormones in your body very, very suddenly change, especially by decree from the government. Um, You know, if you have listeners who've gone through menopause, um, it's not a joke, right? Like we, there's a lot of medical assistance that's provided to people for the experience of going through menopause because it's, it's a very uncomfortable experience. There's a lot that we do for men as they age to give them access to testosterone because losing Losing access to your hormones is, you know, is often to lose a fundamental part of of who you see yourself as. And so, you know, I just, my heart breaks for these these kids who, you know, were told that they were able to be themselves and are now being forced uh, through this miserable, miserable process by the state. I think, I mean, this whole backlash has been very radicalizing to me. I just do not believe that state legislators are the people who should be making decisions about what your health care is or like literally what gender you're allowed to exist as. So um, what gives you hope? (laughs) You know, I, I, as a trans person, I grew up in a world where there were two places where you'd see trans people. And those were on the Jerry Springer show and pornography. And that is it. Um, so, you know, what gives me hope is all the amazing trans people I know who are doctors and lawyers and, um, activists and, you know, elected officials, like people really working to try to make things easier for the next generation. I, I grew up not seeing anybody like myself in the world. And, you know, I know that for kids today, having that same experience that they will not feel that similar sense of just who am I and what is wrong with me. I see the arc that we went through with gay marriage, which was, which was really hard and horrible. And yet I think we're in a better place. Transitioning is fundamentally an experience of hope and optimism. Like nobody would ever go through the awful experience of coming out as trans and transitioning if they didn't believe that it would make their life better long-term. And you know, I would not have gotten this far if I did not believe that. What should cisgender people know about the experience of transitioning? You know, I think we talk so much about the physical changes and and I understand why, right? It's like a magic trick. It's really exciting to watch. It's the same reason people get really into say like weight loss transformations on Instagram. It's just, it's fun to see. Um, But we don't talk enough about the internal changes. And so for me, Um, when I was closeted, I just could not imagine what the future might look like. Couldn't imagine what, like, couldn't imagine myself in the future. And for me coming out and transitioning meant that I started to be able to imagine a future. I started to be able to imagine what my career would look like, what it would like, what it would look like to own a home someday. 
um, what it would look like to retire someday and just do all that mm-hmm. mundane stuff that that people, I think, sometimes take for granted. And I think people deserve that. People deserve to be able to picture a future with them in it and to self-actualize. And, you know, uh, most people don't know trans person, but there's just this way that your life opens up that I wish everybody could see. Yeah. And a generation ago, most people didn't know a gay person either. The world is changing in very positive ways. Ari Drennan is the LGBTQ program director for Media Matters. What's the best way for our listeners to follow you and keep up with your work? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter. It's Ari Drennan or on TikTok if you're if you're a Zoomer. Uh, Also, Ari Drennan over there. I love your videos. It's such a pleasure having you with us. Please, please come back more often. This platform is always open to you, Ari. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Thanks, John. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I'm John saying This is Serious XM Progress. Good evening. We're at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Really quick, here's President Biden addressing graduates at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado today before he fell. And um, the most important thing about the fall, we'll tell you afterwards, but here he is pre what they're calling Faltergate. After four long years, you pushed to the limits and forged into leaders of character. And after finally getting to jump into the fountain, you commissioned as a second lieutenant of the United States Air Force, the United States Space Force. Part of the greatest, and this is not hyperbole, you're part of the greatest fighting force in the history of the world. That is the truth. That's the God's truth. That's not an exaggeration. You have the finest military in the history of the world. And you've earned it. And this day is the day to celebrate. And as your Commander-in-Chief, I'm honored to be here as you take on the duties of serving and defending our nation. In the years to come, you'll have even more asked of you. You'll take on greater responsibilities, and you'll be challenged even beyond everything you've yet experienced. Now, again, that didn't make the headlines today, the fact that the president fell. Secret Service had left a sandbag. He tripped over it. I know, Secret Service, once again, not looking out for this guy. Uh, He's 80 years old, and he fell. What's important is that he got back up. And everyone on social media who's laughing and talking about the 25th Amendment and saying he's unfit for office because an 80-year-old guy tripped over a sandbag that was on a stage and fell, 
Bruce Springsteen fell on stage this week. He's 73. He got back up. Joe Biden got back up. That's what matters. And when Biden landed at the White House, they asked him how he was doing. If you saw the video, it's cute. He said, I got sandbagged and he did a little dance. (laughs) Have you ever fallen? I guess you haven't. Um, But it happens sometimes. And just remember, do you want to be on the side of the people who are laughing at the person who fell? Or do you want to be on the side of saying, well, was he able to get back up? Um, We want to know what you guys think. Joe is calling from Iowa. Hi, Joe. Welcome to SiriusXM. Hey, John. I appreciate that story right there. We should get here, uh, Joe Biden one of those alert you know, buttons. Help, I'm falling <laughs> and I can't get up. Except Joe oh. Biden fell and he could get up. That's the point. He fell and he could get up. That's We're all going to fall, and we're all going to fall thing. when we're old. It's the stupidest things these people come up with. Yeah, yeah I know. I wanted to Biden would use it for ice cream, I believe. Use what for he ice cream? Should. Uh, the the uh, fall alert button. Oh, I see. <laughs> Help, Mac. I need some butter pecan. <laughs> Give me some coffee ice cream. Right on. Now, I, I wanted to thank you for supporting the left wing. Because, I mean, I we believe in free medical, the climate change, COVID vaccines. What's radical about that? No, and by the way, we don't even believe we don't even believe in free health care. It's not free. We believe in the same kind of health care access all of our neighbors, all of our capitalist allies have, where you pay for it when you pay your taxes on April 15th. You pay for your health care once during the year, and then for the rest of the year, you don't worry about it whenever you need care. That's what all of our capitalist allies have. It's not perfect, but it's be universally radical? better than our system. How can that be radical? I mean, it's just weird. Because we're landlocked. We're, we live far away from all of our capitalist allies, and half the people here don't even know Canada's there. So we don't know that other nations have it better than us. We think every nation has this crazy World War II-era system where corporations have to include your health care as part of a compensation package. It's, it's crazy. It costs too much money. These private insurers that are the middleman between you and your doctor that get rich off your disease but offer no cure. And it's a completely insane system that we've grown up in, so we don't realize. The rest of the world thinks we're nuts. And we get shoved off cotton down our throats. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's around the world, but, but especially um, here, you're right. Yeah. But, Look, um, what's the, po- what's the point of treating the sick if you're not going to make a fast profit, right? <laughs> isn't that what Jesus said? And I'm not that's even... All of, always. Always. Now, I also, I also want to make a mention about Uncle Milton when he was part of the golden age of television. He okay. tested drag. Pop yes, he show. did. Bob Hope dressed in drag all the time. Bugs Bunny dressed in drag. Oh all well, the time. One for those right wing uh, radicals. Did they boycott Under Siege when Gary Bussey dressed in drag? <laughs> Did they yeah, boycott no, Mrs. Doubtfire again? These guys don't even know what they're doing. You know, they just they, there's like a computer chip in their head, and it's replaced every week, and they're told who they're outraged about now. It's always yeah. the same outrage, and their media boxes tell them who it's directed towards this week. It's so boring. Uh, it's so boring. I do have a question for you, though. Yes, sir. And this yes, worries please. me. Uh-oh. Do you, do you think that Democrats are going to run and ignore these uh, questions of the LGBT and the uh, abortion like the Republicans used for 50 years? What do you mean ignore? You think that, well, when I say ignore, they'll fundraise off it and do nothing. Oh, I, I mean, 
It depends on the Democrat, to be honest with you. You know, the party's never been all great at all things. There's some Democrats who are real leaders in this and real heroes in this. And there's some Democrats who don't care and are along for the ride. You know, I mean, I think that what you will see is the fact that we have marriage equality in this country because of Democrats. And we have to remember that Vice President Joe Biden came out and endorsed marriage equality before President Obama even did it. So he was a leader. He did it. And and I think we have to remember, you know, look, Bill Clinton, Defense of Marriage Act, not great. But why did gay people vote for him? Because the alternative was Robert Dole. And they knew that Bill Clinton or any Democrat on their worst day was going to be better for equality issues than the best Republican. And they were, they were right. And hence, that's why I vote the Democrat. So, yep. um, I, I just will let you leave you go with this. God okay. bless the Carters. Yeah. I really wish them well. Me too. Uh, they it's were really real classics. Imagine being married for 75 years and just, uh, I mean, imagine having that kind of marriage where you both were just on the same page and devoting yourself to service. It's just, you know. And devoted yourself to the people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud to have grown up with, I was too young to vote for him, but my parents voted for him twice and I, I was always very proud of it. Yeah. Thank Thanks you, for the John, call, man. Thank you. Call. Really, really you appreciate nice it. Day. Thank you. You too. 866-997-4748. Let me get one more call in really quick before the break. Riley in Montana. Hello. Yeah, hello. Thanks for taking the call here. Can you hear me thank okay? Thank you. I sure can. What's up? Yeah, and anyway, I just wanted to thank you on the... I, I caught the um, Gordon Lightfoot interview, like the... the I enjoyed it so much. He's one of my Thank very you. favorite artists, by the way. Yeah, me and, too. Um, I mean, he was Bob Dylan's favorite songwriter and so many beautiful songs. Oh, and, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Bob Dylan oh, said he's geez. his favorite songwriter. Well, and I'll tell you, to have him and, on and the air, know, he was one of our first COVID guests, and, and it was uh, all very, no very kidding. surreal, but he, he couldn't have been lovelier. Yeah. And, and you know, I didn't. I, I, it really shocked me what, what he shared during your interview, what he said. There were certain songs from his, like, his first marriage that he couldn't sing anymore because he was such... He hated the person he was at that time, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and it just really made me think. So so in tribute to him, I went to a karaoke club that week, and uh, I had him do "If You Could Read My Mind," and I, no I brought my A harmonica, and I, I went played in a little fill with that, and it, it was just. And and now I realize, you know, the, the line of that song, you know, "If I'm a Ghost," he mentioned it several times. Now that he's dead, it really has. You know, even amplified meeting, and I thought, well, that's, that's, right. that's all of us. Eventually, we are the, our own ghosts and our own songs. You know, yeah, if we're lucky, we are. You I know? love it. I was going to share share a little joke, which you probably heard before. Tell Old me. musicians never die; they just decompose. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Monty Python has something like that. Thank like you, you so much. Thank you, man. We got to take a very quick break. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to your call. We'll be right back. This is progress. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John saying Folks, Keith Price refuses to define the word pride because he feels he redefines it every time he leaves his damn house. Keith was, of course, part of the late lamented breakthrough channel OutQ once upon a golden age here at SiriusXM. He was the first openly gay black radio host here at SiriusXM. He's a great comedian, a great actor, a great broadcaster. Do yourself a favor and catch his Broadway podcast, Keith Price's Curtain Call Comedy Daddy. Welcome back. Oh, hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm happy doing pride. okay. Thank you. Happy Pride to you. I, I just got booked to be, I'm going to be the Grand Marshal of the uh, the, the Hoboken Straight Shame Parade. So I'm doing okay. Um, Keith, I'm trying to make sense of how, how when did, when did, when did uh, Pride Month also become right-wing heterosexual fragility month? Like, I don't mm. understand the boycotts. These guys have had a couple of decades now to get used to Pride Month, but suddenly this year it all got scary. Well, I think it's because they've been allowed to just be for lack of a better term, they've just been big sissies about it. And so fair. <laughs> and so now what we're seeing is because we've allowed the behavior to go on so long unchecked, we're just watching it just thrive now. And That's and the true. bottom line is, is, you know, again, these people are making such a big deal about something that has nothing to do with them. Absolutely That's nothing right. to do with them. That's and right. so, again, you know, why are you putting your energy in, in business that has nothing to do with you? That's, you know, my mother used to say, if people don't like you, then stay away from them. And if you don't like people, yeah. you stay away from them. And then that's that's how life goes on. So but it's scapegoating we're going to spend an entire it's, month it's, of listening to people whine. That's it. It's scapegoating 101. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that trans people aren't harming anyone. This is a Republican Party that has nothing to offer white non-millionaires. So they've got to have boogeymen. That's it. And that's it. And what's so sad is that we know that. We've talked about this for I don't know how many years over and over and over again about this whole every four years we got to create somebody new yeah. because if we don't have somebody new to hate, then we can't do the things that we really want to do. And so hey, undocumented immigrants, make room for the trans kids. Get out of the way, yep. undocumented immigrants. Here come the trans kids. We got to hate yep. them. You're, you're you exactly know? right. And what's so sad is that all of the other groups are, that are signed on to the logic thinking that they're going to get something out of it, you know. Or, or that this is going to benefit them in some strange way, you yes. know, they're just as bad too because they make it worse. It's like those are the people that you're trying to convince to not even be part of this, but yet there they are. Or, you know, trying to convince them that this is not about the black people or the brown people or the or the trans people. This is about you being poor and we're able to manipulate you. That's, That's what it's about. And it always works. Generation it works. after generation, it always works. Um, you know? Keith, in, in, in brighter news, uh, Donald Trump is here uh, because God wants us to laugh. Chris, do you have that clip I sent you of Donald Trump on Hannity tonight? It was really a summit. Um, they had a town hall with live audience, so Hannity was doing some Sinatra classics early on. Uh, and, and then Donald <laughs> Trump was trying to... Donald Trump, who now knows there's a tape of him laughing about the 
uh, classified documents he stole mm-hmm. that he knows he shouldn't have. So he's going to try and make it all about Joe Biden did just what I did. You get it. Projection 101. Um, but mm-hmm. then he said something so stupid that we just had to play the clip in tonight's show. Uh, Chris, do you have that clip, Andy? I have the right to declassify as president. He's got 1,850 boxes that he doesn't want anyone to see. He had seven or eight boxes in Chinatown in Washington, D.C., where nobody even speaks English in Chinatown. Chinatown is very, it's, it's in favor of China. And he has boxes. <laughs> I have the right to do de- Chinatown is in favor. Have you been to Chinatown? In, I, oh. I've, I've seen concerts in Chinatown. I've gone to the movies in Chinatown in D.C. It's wow. where all the oh. law offices are. <laughs> Wow. Again, you know, it, it, it's just exhausting to listen to him talk. You know, it's so funny because, you know, the, the thing about, you know, now we're discovering that he may or may not have had some sort of documents before the time that were not declassified mm-hmm. or something like that. And and here's the thing. If they had pursued this whole process as if this guy was guilty of all the shit that they think that he's guilty of, we would have already gotten rid of them. And I mean, and unfortunately, that means you have to go against the whole idea of being, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But, you know, his track record shows that he's pretty fucking guilty a lot of the time. So, like, if you just, (laughs) you know, if you just decided to, you know, err on the side of caution and just go ahead and pursue him as someone who would take classified documents or That's someone right. who would start an insurrection or so you know what i'm saying like if you if you pursued him this way i think we would have pretty much solved half of the issues that we've already needed to have that are now just being discovered like ooh, it's like right. we we can't believe that he's done this this is insane and it's like well yeah i can i totally believe that he can do this <laughs> I, I i don't i don't see it's like you remember what was it? The who shot buckwheat thing on on yes um, on SNL one of the SNL, greatest then, one of the great the greatest I would say that who shot buckwheat was the greatest running gag on any episode of SNL in the show's history. Wasn't that great? And then like the whole time when they were going back to you know wherever this guy once they caught him that they would talk to people from his past and they would go John like, to David Studs the man who shot buckwheat yes Eddie Murphy played goes, both buckwheat and the assassin and, assassin and they would go to like the, the minister and the minister was like well you know he was in the choir and he was part. Of the junior mission, and we had a wonderful time with him as a young man. And they, well, do you think that he would have shot Buckwheat? Oh, most definitely. You oh, know, absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. It's almost right. definitely. <laughs> I'll so, never forget. So like, I'll never forget. John used to work here when he was in college, and he was the hardest working person I ever saw. And I said, John, why do you work so hard? He said, I'm trying to make money so I can buy a gun and kill Buckwheat. <laughs> 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 you know, oh, he's like, but it's like, I think if, if, you, if we would have pursued some of these people with that same thing and, you know, and stop trying to pretend that, you know, we have to do the, the right thing by proving everyone, you know, guilty before they're innocent. Like, or, you know, it's like, mm. you know, when you see Roger Stone, you're like, you have to, <laughs> you have all these people that you have had to pardon because they actually did something horrific. And Mm -hmm. he's the person pardoning them. And primarily the reason that he's pardoning them is because the horrific crap that they were doing was helping him. That's right. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah. So it's just to me, it's exhausting because they would have done this already had this person been me or you. Well, you know, maybe not you. You might have gotten away. No, they would have gotten you because you you talk too smart. But um, <laughs> like, but but you see what I'm saying? It's like it's yes. it's 
we we are spending so much time watching all this stuff unfold as if we didn't expect any of these new little nuggets to happen because I we're know. trying to treat the person like he's a human being, which That's he's chosen not to behave. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're it's all so predictable. And yet we still get shocked and the media plays us for suckers every time. Yeah, we have a lot of we have a lot of listeners who want to weigh in tonight. Keith, are you ready to talk to the evil talk army? To tonight? Uh, a Let's lot of do it. people have been on hold a long time. I have to thank a lot of people for their patience. Lisa is on the line from New Mexico. Hi, Lisa. You're on Sirius XM. Good evening. Hi. Hi. I have a question about Ukraine, please. So. There was a general on CNN. I was just trying to find it, but he said that the attacks in Russian soil are Ukrainians. And I'm want to know if you think that's true. And if it is like good on them, what are your feelings about that? (laughs) Well, you know, it's, I mean, it, it certainly would indicate that they are Ukrainian shells and drone strikes inside Russia's border. Um, there, you know, look, I'm anti-violence all the way, but I don't pretend anyone but Vladimir Putin started this evil, stupid, preventable war. And mm-hmm. I think that Russia is very naive if they think they can massacre and slaughter all these civilians in Ukraine and that Ukraine is not going to defend themselves by launching attacks on Moscow. I think I, I, I think we should expect it. I think Vladimir Putin should pull all of his troops out of the country right now. And it also seems that they're just being cruel. Like just attacking Russia? civilians because yeah. they don't yeah, because they don't have military targets. Really. Exactly. It's ethnic cleansing. I mean they are trying they're trying to destroy Ukraine. They are literally trying to destroy the country's national identity. You know, either this this if Putin leaves, the war ends. If Putin stays, Ukraine ends. That's it. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? Do they win? It's hard to say. Most people I talk to, most experts we've had on the show think uh, that it's going to eventually be some kind of negotiated settlement, that eventually Zelensky will have to negotiate while Russian troops are still within his borders and they're going to give Russia some chunks of of land. And that's going to be the final compromise. And it's really disgusting. And we're spending billions and billions of dollars on this pantomime. But uh, make sure that doesn't happen. Well, yeah. But my thing is, I, I, I never would have guessed that we've seen this kind of solidarity against an illegal invasion. I, I actually wish the whole world had risen up against George W. Bush when we did this to Iraq. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but like, how can Putin win? If Putin, he has to kill Zelensky. He has to kill, Zelensky has to die for Putin to win. And Putin can't win if Zelensky dies. So it's just, don't be surprised if Vladimir Putin is thrown out of a high window sometime by Vladimir Putin, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Keith, I mean, what do you think? This has been going on now for 15 months. I mean, well, it's been going on. I, well, I was just going to say, you know, you know, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, there was that whole thing that happened where there were drones or some weird balloons or something that flew over the Kremlin. Yeah. And and they were trying to say that it was it was the Ukrainians that had done this. But it just so happened that that particular day, you know, um, Putin was nowhere to be found in that space, right. which to me, you know, seems like, hey, well, if he's not false there, mm-hmm. we can just go ahead and do a false swag and have yeah. everybody, you know, in, in alert and on arms thinking that these people have done this. When in actuality, that, how does that help? How does that help Putin? Oh, the country, the much well, smaller because, country because we're then, attacking attacked us. I'm the victim. Yeah, I'm the, well, exactly. He's doing yeah. exactly what, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a lot of okay. white men are doing today. You're right. Which is go, go ahead. Play, okay. playing that card. All are here. Go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> I'm just saying, somebody had a yeah. theory on that today that it was just um, to get the Russian people to acknowledge that there's a mm-hmm. war. If the Ukrainians did do it, it would be to increase awareness that there is a war going on for yeah. Russia. Yeah, well, sure. That's what very. That's that's a valid reason. Um, another valid reason is to show Russia this is going to be more expensive for them than they had planned, because again, this yeah. is just bleeding money for Russia. Uh, Russia can't afford to do this for another year. Maybe they can, but yeah. uh, the rest of the world has deeper pockets than Russia does. Yay! Okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> thank Love you, y'all. Lisa. And Keith's a gentleman. I'm Riff Raff. Let's go <laughs> to Stephen in Kentucky. Stephen, tell me everything. You're Stephen. on with Stephen. Hello, how are you this evening? Better now. Well, I wanted to um, say, you know, you should do like I do. I believe in the Martini movement. See, that's what helps Mm. me get through all of this stuff, you know, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shaken, not stirred. (laughs) What'd you say, dear? Shaken Shaken and not not stirred. stirred. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even understand the in-jokes anymore, but yeah, I'm, I'm shaken and stirred. Go ahead. Uh, it's his martini. Well, you know, I just wanted to say oh, that, and I'm speaking as a bisexual in saying this, and uh, no, Keith, obviously, being gay, understands this as well. You know, I think that the controversy here with the LGBTQ community going beyond hatred, discrimination, it's really about the fact that these individuals are myopic and they cannot understand that sex is not just for procreation only. Right. Uh, they don't understand. When they, when they say that, I'm always tempted to say to them, okay, if that's the case, that means you can mate with anybody, essentially. Hmm. You can mate with a cup, for heaven's sake. You know what I mean? They, they seem to have no standards, they don't, when they say that. It's, like, it's almost like prostitution, almost, if you think about Oh, you can just, as long as you're straight, you can sleep with anybody. Well, no, that's not the way it works, dear. You no, have to have love. You have to have romance. You have to have chemistry. Trust. No, you don't have to do any of those things. You can still, you, you, America, you can still sleep with someone, and it could be completely I'm empty not, and horrible. I'm not talking. No, well, I mean, I'm you know. That's happened. And by the way, I, sex, sex without, sex without, as Woody Allen said, sex without love is an empty experience. But as empty experiences go, it's one of the best. Well, maybe that. Well, and look at where Woody Allen is, of course. You know, so we all know about that. Well, but he did it for love, time, but yes. Well, what I'm saying is, though, that for heaven's sake, if you're well, if you decide to settle, that's fine. You know, if you if you want to just sit there and settle for anybody, of course. But those of us that don't, obviously, that do have some self-respect and self-love, obviously, we want to shoot for the moon. You know, obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm not just going to sleep with anybody. I mean, I never have. You know, <laughs> I, I trust you. You're 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 my you're my style guide. I trust you to not sleep with just anybody, Stephen. Well, of course. I mean, you know, I have very high standards for my taste. You know, obviously. But at the same time, though, it just amazes me when these same individuals, they're, they're wanting to call. What's interesting to me, too, is mm. that these are the same ones that will talk about what's going on in the bathroom stall next to them 
Yes. Yet I, when I go into a public bathroom, I go in to do my business and get out of there. I don't wonder what's going on in the next stall. And then they want to call us perverts. Well, I think they're the ones that are the perverts. That's a very they, good point, Keith. Let's, let's, let's remember, more Republican senators have been elected in public restrooms than transgender women, Keith. We have to remember the, the numbers here. Well, of course. They call themselves a Mother Teresa in a garter belt, too, you know, obviously. Work. But at the same well, time, yeah. it just... It, it just amazes me when I hear them go on about this, and, and yet at the same time, I've got news for them. As long as people don't flaunt, and, and most people don't flaunt their lives, I mean, what do they expect us to do, put our sex lives on a Christmas card for That's my favorite line, Keith. I hear this all the time. I have no problem with gay people doing what they want to do. Just shoving it down my throat. You're always shoving it down my throat. I'm like, maybe you're dating the wrong guys if you're always having things shoved down your throat. <laughs> shoving it down. I mean, what's it like for a gay person in, a, in this society having heterosexual normatives being shoved down their throat their entire lives? It's like the the perspective is so scary. Oh, my God. I saw two guys holding hands today. I need a trauma ward. Like, literally, that's encroaching (laughs) on their freedom. Maybe they want some of that themselves. Well, hey. They always say those who protest too much Mm -hmm. are the the closeted ones. Look at J. Edgar Hoover. We all know what happened with him. You know, he was for years sitting there talking about how he was anti-gay and anti-everything else. And then all of a sudden we know behind the scenes, you know, he was wearing mm-hmm. that pink tutu and Indeed. he was uh, <laughs> playing with those yes. uh, young cabana boys and putting Indeed those he was. in their mouths. And, oh, oh, now yeah, you're going, was, you're going to, you're doing a scene from an Oliver Stone movie, sir. That I know what you're doing. Bob Hoskins is <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover in the gay Fantasia well, of JFK. And, and, but no, but no, of Nixon, did, but he did. Nixon's gay fantasia. I mean, as a matter of fact, he took quite great pride in his pink tutu, from what I understand. I, I mean, when you think about it, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know. Leonardo DiCaprio played Jed Hoover for Clint Eastwood. You know what it missed? Drag. Think about it, Keith. Wouldn't wouldn't that have been <laughs> finally? Seeing Leo in a frock. That Warren Harding called his uh, cock uh, Jer- Jerry. Remember that a couple of years back? They found Warren letters Harding? that he had written. He called it Jerry. Yeah, that's what he called it. They, they found some letters that he had written several years ago, and they put them in the Harding Library. And apparently he kept referring to Jerry, and they found out what he meant by Jerry. That was the name of his cock, apparently. That's wow. what he named it. Well, now I, 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 I would have gone I, with something a little bit more exotic, you know. I, yeah, not. same here. Gunther. Jerry. You know, I would, have, I would have done something with an umlaut to make it sound really menacing, you know. Uh, maybe Hervé. That's me. Maybe you should have called yeah. it Hervé. Hervé. St- Stephen, thank you for this. Th- thank you for the world you've taken me to with this phone call. I deeply appreciate it. Have a good evening. But I want to get to some other folks before we run out of time. Hey, it's uh, it, let me go to Ivan in Texas. Ivan, welcome. We're going to get to everybody. Welcome. You're on progress. Uh, hello, um, John, uh, and hello, Keith. I uh, hope that everyone is uh, doing fine where hello. you are. <laughs> hello, Hi. hope you're doing fine as well. Where are you, Ivan? I'm coming from El Paso. Very and, nice. Ooh. Welcome. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much. And uh, the reason for the call is that um, it's uh, all the political activities that the Republican is still messing it up with, uh, with the whole country. And that's why... Um, I just want to know everyone that we need a lot of uh, progressive talk uh, shows uh, or radio yes, uh, stations in, in every in every market. Because, I agree. Um, yeah, because uh, there's a lot of conservatives right on the right, especially on radio, that yes. they keep on telling lies and they make money. I know they make a lot of money by telling a lot of lies. 
Uh, Keith, what do you think about the fact that it's harder to make money telling the truth, uh, especially in terrestrial radio? Uh, <laughs> you know, well, Clear makes, Channel doesn't Clear Channel doesn't like having hosts saying, oh, well, corporations should have their taxes go up. That's why you don't hear a lot of shows like this on the mainstream radio. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I was imagining like that. And also I have a, just, uh, uh, just one question. Yes. Uh, for for you guys, um, yes. what do you think about uh, the radio show called uh, Coast to Coast AM? What do you think about that show? It's more like a progressive, conservative, or like a non-partition uh, Coast to Coast? Who hosts Coast to Coast AM? Whose show is that? I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's um, yeah, 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 it's a it's, it's a program that shows. Uh, I mean, that presents on Art Bell. Each, uh, radio uh, during oh, the night. Oh, yeah, I know George Norrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't listened in quite a while, uh, but mm-hmm. they're 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 late night, right? That was that was Art Bell's old show. Yeah. I have. I used to listen to Art Bell. I listened to Art Bell all the time when I lived in L.A. I, I listened to him all the time. But go ahead, Chris. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about whether it's left or right. I think, and uh, the you know, I think the whole conspiracy movement and UFOs and aliens and the government conspiracy things for a long time in America was kind of a more left wing. Um, for a long time, it was the um, Kennedy assassination uh, ground, and and I, I think over the last twenty years, it has uh, shifted quite a bit. I think as a generation or two have gotten older and become a more right wing or evenly distributed kind of yeah. realm. And I think that you shows like Coast to Coast really demonstrate that because you get. Well, I think also the shows like about conspiracy theories and aliens they're they're also just fun. The fact that they're in a way <laughs> non political uh, makes them very appealing to people on the left and the right with some free time but i will say and we've learned this from the flat earth experts we've had on these places are where the right recruits you know if you believe in a flat earth mm-hmm. if you believe in a certain conspiracy theories well maybe you'll believe the jews are to blame for your shitty job and that's sort of how yeah. they do it yeah and that's the fatal flaw yeah. of, of coast to coast and george nori in art is that because because if you're going to be open to everything you have to kind of yes and whatever people are calling in with and so yeah. you, you have to always make room for it and so eventually you're just like that's right that's yes the werewolves have uh sucked out it's Ellis's kind of, brain. It's kind of yeah, like a boring uh, radio program isn't it yeah well you know, the, the rap I've always heard about Nori, and again, I don't listen as much as I did to Art Bell, but I've heard it, is that, you know, he had he, he just doesn't ask follow-up questions. He just lets anyone say anything on the... I mean, Art Bell used to laugh at you if you were too wacky, but what I've read <laughs> is that Nori just had every kind of anti-vaccine person on the air, and he never challenged anything they said. Well, so what's the point so, of it? So, yeah, good thing. Um, good, good. Yeah, I just I, I would like to know about that, so if I will listen or not. But, uh, oh, well. but thank you listen. for the... Uh, Thank for, you, for Ivan. I'd say, I'd say, g- give a listen keep, to it and keep see. On, if, keep keep on you. doing the, the good work. I enjoy a lot of the, the progress uh, programs. Uh, oh, uh, even you. you and all of you. Even me? You, all of you. Listen, he likes all the good progress programs and this one, too. Thank you so much, Ivan. It's a pleasure to hear from you. And listen, listen to Nuri and see if you like it or not. <laughs> really quick. Bill in Jersey, I can give you about uh, 30 seconds. The floor is yours. Hi, Bill. Say how delightful it is. Hi. How delightful Hi. it is that uh, that asshole with the eye patch who shot out his eye with the, the Red Rider BB gun or something. I won't see him for 18 years, and when he comes out, he's going to be a minority. You're talking about the Oath Keeper guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Seditious conspiracy. That's right. Well, that's the thing, man. If you're, you know what? People who want to, who hate minorities really hate that uh, they're becoming one. Thank you very much for the call. (laughs) Mr. Keith Price, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your many doings? 
Well, they can find me at Comedy Daddy on the Twitter and Keith Price Curtain called or KeithPriceComic.com and go to my YouTube page because I've been loading up all these new videos that I've been um, putting together on YouTube for uh, Keith Price's Curtain Call. So please, nice. please come and support that one, too, because I need some some folks. I want to thank you. I want to thank Thea Harper. Thank you, Chris Hauselt. And thank you, Ari Drennan of Media Matters for America. Most of all, thank you to all of our listeners. If we didn't get to your call, I'm so sorry. Give us a call back tomorrow night. I'll thank you profusely. I'll see you guys on Stephanie Miller in the morning. This is Sirius XM Progress. Peace and pride. Pride.